Welcome to Beyond the CV, a brand new recruitment podcast created by Precision Resource Group where we go beyond the surface level and dive into the nitty gritty aspects of this ever evolving field. Today on our first ever episode, we'll be discussing women in recruitment with our guest, Hannah, in celebration of Women's History Month. We delve into the challenges and opportunities women face in the field and importance of creating a more inclusive and diverse workforce. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Tyler Zamet. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if anyone doesn't know who I am, I'm a part-time podcaster, full-time internal recruitment, or well, that's my day job anyway. Uh, I work for a company called Precision Resource Group, and what this is is called Beyond the CV, where it's a podcast where we get to spotlight uh, leaders within the recruitment industry, talk about various different topics. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Hannah Jagidjo, who is our Delivery Director at Precision Resource Group. Um, Hannah is a leader within the recruitment industry. She is our Delivery Director, has been in the industry for a wonderful amount of years. And it's quite fitting that we have been joined by Hannah. And as recording, it's actually International Women's Day today. Uh, hello, Hannah, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. Uh, so you've been in, obviously, with Precision Resource Group for quite a while. Uh, before we get started, why don't you give us a little bit of insight as to how long you've been with us? Yeah, so I've been at PRG seven and a half years now. Amazing. Yeah, Our a journey. lot has changed in that time, both for the company and for me personally and professionally. Nice. And fitting as well, right? Because that's, um, the, I can definitely see it from my side of uh, for you as well, because I've been in the industry for probably about a similar amount of time. And I think in terms of uh, social topics, gender diversity, uh, more inclusion, diversity and inclusion as well, um, it's definitely changed. Mm. Um, obviously, as a woman in the industry, um, what are your few points on that? Have you seen a transition over the last seven, eight years? That's really interesting, actually, because before I came to PRG, I worked for another recruitment company and we were all women. Okay. And then I came here and it was predominantly male-based. And the industry was predominantly male. Um, I mean, definitely here, that was not ever a, a conscious decision. It's just what had happened. Since that time, there's been a massive shift and it is much more balanced in terms of men and women in the industry. And definitely here, our percentages are very, very close. Um, I would say where we still it's not just the recruitment industry, it's all industries need to improve, are women in senior positions. So women at board level, that is still not great in the industry. But again, that's not great in a lot of industries. I think that is a general improvement that really still needs to happen. And we've, we've seen initiatives as well, right? Like ourselves, we've launched Women in Tech mm -hmm. uh, over the last couple of years. Is that is that an initiative that we're driving home a lot more? Are you seeing more advancements towards? Because I think last couple of years, we've been brilliant at getting women into industries that we're mm. terrible representation for, tech, engineering, STEM subjects. Is it making this headway into that leadership, director level positions? Um, that's a difficult one to answer. Mm. I think improvements are happening. Personally, I think they're happening still too slowly. I was reading an article the other day that basically said, it's going to take us, in order to catch up, something like 100-odd years in order to, based on the level that we are improving currently with gender diversity at that senior level, that's how long it would take us to balance out. I can't remember the exact number. But I think, yes, we are making strides, but there are still challenges. And when I say we, 
I mean the industry. I don't. I don't mean precision resource. <laughs> Being self-reflective. Yeah. Follow us on quite nicely though, right? Self-reflective moment. Yeah. As like, as a potential woman watching this or listening to this podcast, like listening to someone ask yourself a, a director within an industry within recruitment, which you said before seven years ago, quite male dominated. Is that aspiring to other women? Do you think? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I'd have to ask them. Um, yeah, I'm, genuinely, I, I really hope it is. I think um, my personal position, I am, I am a woman. I am a director in the business. I am also a mum. I currently work part time. So from that perspective, I think it shows that you can do a lot of different things and succeed at them yeah it's not easy um but yeah i I really hope it is inspiring for other people and that's you know one of my aims is to support and inspire my team to to be the best that they can be and there's huge kind of potential in the women and the men but we're talking about women here we are the women that are are out there (laughs) (laughs) no good and that's that's really good to hear and hopefully now, that's the intention with stuff like this, right? We don't talk about it. We don't discuss stuff like this. And hopefully we, we can provide a little bit more of a platform for that. Um, you Obviously, you mentioned about obviously being a mum in the industry. Congratulations on the birth of Frankie a couple of years ago. I obviously said so, but there we yeah. are. <laughs> um, as a working mum in the industry, is that present its own challenges? Did you find there was a challenge when you first moved back into the industry after maternity leave? So that's a really interesting question and I will answer it. But I am curious as to... You're a dad. Okay. How many times have you been asked in your career since you became a dad how it is balancing that and what the change was when you came back after paternity leave? Good question. Um, so I have a seven-year-old. I do. I've got a seven-year-old. So when I first came back into the world of work, I'll be honest, I didn't get asked that question at all. Uh, what is interesting, though, is that for anyone who doesn't know, full disclosure, uh, my partner and I are expecting another child. Um, Congratulations again. Thank you very much. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, I'm curious to see that myself as like, because I think paternity leave has been a subject mm. in itself and like men stepping up into more of that like child's raising role. So I'm interested to see what differences it does present because it was very much a case of, you know, well done, you've had your week, back into work. Mm. See you later, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, think, I think it's a really difficult one because anyone who asks that question of, oh, how is it being a, a working mum? They do come from a good place. I think the challenge can be with that question is feeling perhaps like, why would it why would it not be okay? I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't okay. I, I, I don't know. That's just my own personal perception. So it, it is about finding a balance. And, and sometimes it's frustrating when mm. I can't be here. And sometimes you have days when you're like, oh, am I just not doing as well as I want to be doing it, all of the things I'm trying to do. Um, But for me, it's really important to show my daughter that you can do both things. And I've been, I'm very fortunate. I've been very supported by the directors of this business to be able to have the flexibility that I need to make it work. And and that's the truth of it. You need, you do need flexibility to be able to make it work. And if you have a business that supports that, it really facilitates you to make it work. If you don't, it's going to make it a, a lot more challenging and I imagine be very difficult. Yeah, and um, you kind of highlight that a little bit as well in terms of you know, 
going back to your younger self a little bit, rolling back the years, because it fits quite nicely. When you first went into the recruitment industry, um, was it was it a completely different environment? Like, was it difficult for mums or for women itself to get into the industry? Was it was there barriers in place? I would say definitely yes. My memories and experiences. I'm not going to be naming any names, <laughs> but you could not work part time. It was full time or it was nothing. Mm. There were no, there was no flexibility depending on your situation, which meant a lot of women would leave the industry. Um, And again, I'm not sure that that is exclusive to recruitment. I think that's in a lot of industries. Um, But the reality is there are ways and means of, you can be really good at your job. You are really good at your job. I work three days a week. That doesn't make me any less good at my job. That means I have to manage my time differently. It means I'm not available five days a week. I'm available three days a week. That has no reflection on the quality of the work that I do. Yeah, that's really interesting as well. I wonder if the pandemic sped up the process a little bit in terms of like when recruitment, sales industry and industries that were just notorious of the thought of someone working from home was considered a day off. Mm. Let's be honest, it was. Um, the, the kind of like the pandemic forcing the industry to that remote working lifestyle and then easing and adjusting back into the world of working. Did that help tra- the transition? Because we had men, we had women, we had parents, we had you know, young people all working fully remotely uh, and still providing great results. Well, we definitely saw that precision resource group. We saw phenomenal results coming out of the pandemic. Um, what I'm interested in your thoughts on that. I mean, what 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 do you think? Do you think that helped at all in its own weird way? I'm not sure I know the answer to that in terms of parenthood because I became a parent right at the end of the pandemic. But I really saw my sister, for example, um, her eldest. <laughs> they were having to provide full time childcare while trying to do full time jobs. I. I, I genuinely don't know how people did it. Like so many people were doing it. I think it was probably overwhelming mm. and exhaust. I have so much respect for everybody that that managed that process. Um, I mean, I'm guessing you managed yeah. that process. Yeah, I was working part-time uh, and so was uh, my child's mother as well. She was also working part-time. So we kind of like worked out quite nicely mm. kind of interlocked it quite nicely in terms of the time management but um no it was a struggle it was it was difficult it really was having worked with you for obviously for a number of years now i think i know you're quite modest you probably hate this feedback but the the, the terms that come back when we obviously describe hannah in her role is phenomenal management it is you've always seen a supportive of all the people that you look after um where does that management ability stem from in yourself the ability to properly manage and coach and develop people Okay, very typical question. Um, do you know what? The two the words in my head right now, there, there is an element of trial and error. Okay. Like, it just it is constantly learning and being prepared to learn and develop and never thinking that you know everything or you know the right way to do it because there is no one right way and every single person likes to be managed differently. And I think for me it's important that I acknowledge those differences and I learn about my team and what is important to them. Um, and caring about them is really important. Oops, it uh, does. You know, the, everybody is a, is a person. I am a person. I need 
to be cared about. I need someone to care about my career, my development, all of these things. And I think empathy is really important and remembering that, yes, we're here to do a job and we're here to, to work and do really well at that, but we are still people and everyone has challenges. And I think it's really important as a manager to be able to empathize with your team and support them when they need it. Yeah. And I hope that, you know, creates trust that they know that you're there for them. And then when they have that, your relationship develops and everybody wants to work harder and it becomes a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah, agreed. Now I've, I've, I've become a manager myself the last year. Um, I completely agree with everything that you're saying there. Um, do you think, I, I always feel like there's always a misconception though in the industry that those who are like recognized as top performers and you're a top performer yourself, um, I'm a semi-top performer, uh, <laughs> um, that there's a misconception that you, if you're good at your job, you must be a great manager automatically. Do you, did you get any, I don't know, first of all, did you get a sense of that or did you feel like there was people who like you looked up to, any role models or people who kind of helped you along your way into stepping into that management role? I think I have sort of two answers to that. Internally, I was definitely supported um, as a manager in that kind of learning and development, particularly in those early years where I was finding my feet. Neil yeah. really supported me. Um, and, you know, Tracy has been a phenomenal support for me internally and making sure that, you know, you know how to take on feedback and that you can develop that and develop yourself. I think <clears throat> role models out, outside of here, um, I come from quite a strong family and mm. by strong family, I'm thinking of the female role models in my life. My mum, my nana, my grandma when she was alive, all very strong women who were very independent, are very independent and um, know their own minds. Uh, you know, I have a very strong sense of right and wrong. Um, and sometimes it can be hard for me to go... No, I need to sit back and reflect on this and not react emotionally because sometimes if I don't like something, it's very easy for me to react emotionally. And that's been a huge learning curve for me. Um, in terms of celebrities, if you will, role models, someone, I've only ever read one autobiography in my life because I'm not into autobiographies. And I've read Michelle Obama's autobiography. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I think she's an incredible woman. She's been through a lot of different things in her life. And she has, yeah, just very inspiring woman. Yeah, amazing, nice. And obviously that fits in quite nicely into, into what, so we're gonna, for those full disclosure, we're gonna flow now into a quite a fun segment of the show. Uh, I've already prepped Hannah on this, so she's fully aware. Uh, one thing that we're gonna be doing on Beyond the CVs, we're gonna be discussing almost like what anthem uh, sums up our, like our journey through recruitment. Is there a song, is there a film that comes to mind when you think about a, like a certain a moment or a certain aspect of your life or something completely altogether? Um, is there a is there an anthem for you? Is there a film for you that I think sums up Hannah in recruitment? So do you know what this made me laugh? You did prep me on this, yeah. and this kind of question is my least favorite kind of question. I really struggle with them, and I take full and... credit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the one, the one song that has floated around my head and actually made me chuckle to myself when you asked that is 
Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. <laughs> Uh, any particular reason why that comes to mind? Uh, well, I mean, I love Shania Twain. I always have. And to be fair, oh, all, of her, all of her songs, amazing. Um, but that one just made me chuckle of something that, not anymore, but there used to be a bit of a like ongoing, you know, a bit of a joke of, I would always call people out if I thought something was being said that I didn't agree with it. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Mickey always laughs at me here and is like, am I going to get a Hannah eye roll? Because I rolled my eyes. Yeah. Um, so it just made me think of that song. Nice. They're fitting. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but it goes back to the moral compass though, right? And you've, you've always stayed true to that. And, uh, you know, I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's, I think that's a perfect example. I love that. Big fan. And obviously, you know, you're a rocket scientist. There we go. Don't impress me much. We talked about your, um, your childhood. We talked about your mum. talked about Nana. Um, let's talk about your your upbringing a little bit. Like, is there, obviously, like, aside from family, is there anyone else you look up to when you maybe you were going through your education? Because obviously, you know, you studied at uni. Um, or maybe when you first broke into the industry, was there any female leaders? You said you worked in an office full of women um, that helped guide you on that path a little bit or people that you can look up to? Um, oh, that's a really difficult one because... I would say there there isn't one person individually that stands out as someone that I've gone, yes, they are a massive influence on where I am now. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of different people that I have learned and taken different things from that have been influences in, in my career. But I don't think there's been one massive kind of um, person I've put on a pedestal, essentially. Um, yes, I did say that, that my previous company was all women. It was. Um, and I had some great friends there, but they they were more friendships than than mentors or yeah. Well, well okay. I don't know that there was someone that I used to work with called Hannah as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was actually really complicated <laughs> because I at the time was Hannah Elizabeth Burton, and her name was Hannah or is Hannah Elizabeth Bush. Super complicated. I mean, it got to the point that we people would just call up and ask for Hannah and. We did everything on work, in work together anyway. So we, yeah. we're just like, yeah, fine. Hannah. No, no, Hannah Elizabeth. No, no, Hannah Elizabeth. Yeah, or, or, you know, <laughs> Hannah B. Like, so we both would just take the calls for each other because we worked together on a, t on a temp desk anyway. <laughs> so we, we did work together. Um, but no, I think I've taken a lot of things from a lot of different people. Um, now I would say Tracy in our business. Um, they're... <laughs> Female leaders in recruitment have historically come with a reputation of being heartless, hard, a ball buster. Um, and it, again, this is not exclusive to recruitment, but there was almost that stigma that to be successful as a woman in business, you had to have a certain type of personality. Yes. Yeah. Um, and... I am quite, a, I can be quite a direct person naturally. And like I said, I know my own mind. And, you know, so I have off, I have experienced being called, oh God, you're, you're heartless, you're cold. You know, I've experienced these things and that, you know, it, it, it can be really hard to think, I'm, I'm not any of these things. Um, why am I viewed this way? And, you know, I have to take some responsibility for it in myself. But I think at the same time, it's really frustrating to think, okay, my male counterparts, they don't 
They don't get that. No. Um, and it doesn't happen so much anymore I, 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 at all. Um, I do remember someone I used to manage here had a real issue with female management and I could say something to them and one of the male managers in the business could say something to them. Totally different response. Um, in fact, I remember one occasion when they said to me, or I said, take a breath, you're getting a little bit aggressive. And they squared up and they said, I'm not being aggressive. I can show you aggressive if you want me to. That's horrific. And I just sat there and I thought, do you, do you actually know what you're doing yeah. in this moment? Um, they don't work here anymore. <laughs> um, Good. <laughs> but, you know, those experiences, while I haven't had loads of them, by any stretch of the imagination, they're not an isolated incident that I've gone through. I know a lot of women that have experienced similar situations. Yeah. Like, I think I know the answer to this one, but do you think it stems from a place where, um, like, almost like a need for a leader or a female, basically, to be taken seriously, that that's where the place where it's coming from, where a man, for example, they can act themselves they can be jovial and even if they're in the leash you'd rather still innately taken seriously to think to get to that place where hopefully we're in a better place now that's where it stemmed from i don't know i kind of i know I, I, yeah. I, I completely understand what you're saying and yes i do because again i remember you'd say come on like yeah. calm down and you get that Ooh, oh. yeah. you know yeah, yeah. that reaction yeah. and so it does create almost a persona that you sometimes feel that you have to put on yeah. in order to be taken seriously. Um, and I don't feel that way anymore yeah. at all. Um, and I hope lots of other people don't, but I think it would be naive and not acknowledging other people's experiences to say that that just doesn't happen anymore. It still does. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it will, it will be eradicated. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Tracy, uh, Tracy Wright, who's actually my boss as well. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, our director of people, a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, and wonderful mentor to myself as well. Uh, I won't put words in her mouth because I won't speak on someone's behalf, but I know that she definitely agreed with you on that point. Um, okay, finally, rolling back the, rolling about the years, then probably one of my classic questions, um, as I said, uh, as an as a amateur podcaster, um, but uh, rolling about the years for a second, uh, is there anything that you would have changed on your journey to where you are today? Is there anything that you would like to have seen changed? It's a really good, nice self-reflective bit. <laughs> Hindsight is a wonderful thing. It is. If you'd have asked me at various points if I'd changed things, the answer would absolutely have been yes. I'm sure there's so many small interactions <laughs> or reactions that I've had to things that I wish I had uh, reacted differently. Like Mr. Aggressive, for example, there we are. Yeah, or, or you know, there are situations where I've reacted really emotionally to something and then yeah. I've had to go, okay, take a breath. What, is, what am I actually annoyed about? And how can I respond in a way that my point will be understood and we can move forward from there. Because often if I react emotionally, it's because I strongly disagree with something. Um, but you need to make sure that if you're going to react to something like that because you really care, you want to respond in a way that will perhaps facilitate change or understanding or educate. And reacting emotionally in the moment will not do that. No. Um, but fundamentally, going back to your question, 
I think if I hadn't made the mistakes that I've made and gone through the experiences that I have gone through, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it, you know? Yes, of course, there are little things I would could change. But fundamentally, no, I don't think so. I think I'm very fortunate to be where I am now and I'm grateful for all of those learning experiences and the support that I've had here to, to get there. Nice. The mistakes shape us. There we are. And hopefully our marketing or senior marketing assistant, Lauren, who's going to be editing this later, feels the same way when she goes through our mistakes. But um, thank you, for, uh, thank you, Hannah, for joining us today. Uh, thank you for anyone who's tuned in to listen. Uh, like I said, my name is Tyler. Uh, this is Beyond the CV. Uh, we are going to be trying to put on episodes uh, monthly. Uh, and if you've been intrigued or uh, you've been inspired by all the amazing stuff that Hannah's spoken to you about today, uh, please feel free to join us uh, on a regular series. Thank you very much.